Do you watch Rick and Morty? Yeah. Yeah, I like Rick and Morty. It's the uh, peace among worlds. Because <laughs> <laughs> a double salute. Peace among worlds. Peace among worlds, everybody. Is that in the new season? <laughs> no, it's uh, like season two or something. Oh, shit. It's the one where Summer is stuck in the car because the battery dies and he created an entire universe within the battery that makes Gotcha. The, gotcha. Know. Gotcha. And then they have like a competition as to who's smarter. Yes. Because the one guy's making his own world inside. Because then he has his own world inside that world. And he also flicks it. It's, well, no, I think he actually waves at people because he thinks that's what's offensive. You know, I, talking about Rick and Morty with you should be its own podcast. <laughs> Vinny and Carl talk about a TV show they saw five, four years ago. All right. You want to start the creep off? <laughs> yeah. All right. Here we go. Hello, creeps. Welcome to the Creep Off. I'm your host, Vinny Paulino. Joining me, as always, my co-host, Hot Carla. What's up, buddy? What's up, Vinny? How are you, man? I'm doing great. Good to see you this it, weekend. We're another week of scum and villainy for us, eh? Yeah. I was reading a lot of news articles that I don't normally read about, and it's disturbing what's going on out there. It feels dirtier than this virus, really. It does. When, you st- when you're done reading all these stories that we look at every week. Yeah, I had to read about coronavirus statistics to just make myself feel better. Yeah, well, we're alive and clean, yes. supposedly. All right, so we, we like to start off right at the top and talk about who won last week. And I brought a dynamite argument. I had clips from the brand new documentary that Corey Feldman put out. I had Charlie Sheen as my creep, who's probably the biggest creep of all time. So I must have blown you away. Right, that Benny kicks in the door like that goddamn Kool-Aid man with the guy who stuffed semen into a syringe and stabbed a oh. carny worker in the ass with it in a supermarket. Vinny Paulino is the winner this week. <laughs> Woo! 50 votes to 27. I am your winner. That's right. We are all tied up. Wait, we are the champions so what was, what for was the Carl. Per, what was the percentage there? You blew me away. Uh, 68.97%. Ah. All right. Well, that's, loser. I did not do well. I did not well, have a good showing last week. We're tied up, man. We're that tied sucks. up. Which is cool. I feel a lot better because the wheel of consequences is starting to fill up. And we'll talk about all your suggestions a little bit later in the show. Right. So but now we're tied up one to one. We're tied up one to one. And I do not want to be the one who does not spin the wheel. Yeah, the first person to five points gets to spin the wheel. Loser suffers the consequences. Yes. So keep voting for Carl. I think this was uh, an anomaly this week. (laughs) We'll find out, buddy. We will find out. But the rules are the rules, and that means I have to go first in this week's competition. All right, so who do you think is the biggest creep this week, Vinny? Let's get it on! Well, uh, where to start with this guy? Where to start with this guy? We're going to go overseas over the pond to Birmingham, England, and we are going to uh, learn a little bit about a church, a church called the Cherubim and Seraphim Church. Okay, Carl? What the hell is that? Exactly. I've never heard of this. Exactly. Uh, basically, my creep's name is Prophet Michael Alumbri. I can't say his name right. Okay. He's from Nigeria originally, 
And uh, let me tell you just a little bit of background on him. And actually, I'm not going to tell you. I'll have this police detective tell you just a little bit about his background because he can explain it better than I can. This case centres around two defendants um, of Nigerian origin who came to the UK in the 80s, um, joined a church within the Birmingham area and set up a splinter group to that church. It's quite clear that the, the main defendant, Michael, um, used his position as a pastor to access children within the congregation to then undertake what he would term spiritual bathing, but using that activity to commit sexual offences against those children. Did you hear the, that spiritual bathing, Carl? It was nice of him to at least address the way that he's spinning it. Uh, so anyway, this um, terrible... Um child molester he calls it this really cute thing like you don't have to do you don't have to say that yeah i like this guy i like the way he took this because he kind of made you wait in suspense to find out <laughs> yeah, right. what was going on that's the brits for you they know how to tell a story yeah this guy's like a professional broadcaster yeah way better than me but uh yeah michael alumbi uh for the last 20 years has been molesting members of his congregation children he was convicted and sentenced to 34 years in prison this last week but Let's talk a little bit about spiritual bathing, shall we? Yeah, let's talk about spiritual bathing. He claimed it would cleanse their souls and protect them from the devil and help them get better grades in school. <laughs> Hopefully not, not in that order. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> you can see why parents would be on board for this. Yeah, right. In some cases, he uh, would basically take these women or these children, ages from, I believe, nine up until their early 20s. He molested them for years, Carl. Like, they were all stuck in this cult thing. Yeah. He would take them and make them stand in a tub of water wearing what they describe as a red sash-like corset. Yeah, and he would bathe them. And then he would take some of them into another room and basically rape them. His wife is also convicted and going to spend 11 years in prison because she arranged the abortions. Oh, oh, God, okay. Yeah, so not only was he knocking them up, he was like, well, we got to go take care of this, honey. Oh, my God. Three of the four who became pregnant had multiple abortions, which police said often happened after Alormby booked them into clinics under false names. So his wife was actually a pharmacist as well, and she helped set all this up. Yeah, so you take your kids to church to be educated, maybe not sexually educated, the way Michael Alumbi decided to. Uh, all right, so I think you answered the question that I was going to have for you. Whenever it comes to child molestation, I'm always surprised to find out what gender the child rapists are into. So this guy is into... Uh, Post-pubescent girls? Well, here's the thing, Carl, and I'm really glad you brought that up <laughs> because there's something very interesting here. Yeah. And I just want to make sure I pull this up right because I want to make sure I have the right... Because, I, I, listen, I'm not defending uh, child rapists in, in any way. I'm not a child rapist apologist, but the post-pubescent... Seven girls and one boy. <laughs> okay. One unlucky boy at this church. Got to spend some time in the rectory. I mean, the post-pubescent girls is the only one that I can kind of understand. Kind of? Well, listen. <laughs> they've always said this for years, that, like, girls look older these days. They I sure guess. do. I don't know. They sure do. But, yeah, he spiritual bathing. You want to get better grades in school? Let the pastor take you into his bedroom and make you stand in a tub. Those other boys must have felt like shit. They're like, what? Billy got it? I didn't get it. What? I'm the devil's coming after me. I need better grades. Why am I not getting raped? <laughs> one victim came forward to the police. Only one of them. I'm guessing it was the boy. Right. Because he was like, this is some bullshit. Yeah. He tried to uh, flee. He got caught. He was convicted. Uh, I believe it was 88 charges of rape and sexual assault. Okay. 34 years in jail. 
All right, can I ask another terrible question that people are going to hate me for? Sure. But if you're going to rape an underage girl, why wouldn't you pull out? What I mean, that, people are going to know, right? As soon as they get pregnant. Nobody suspects the pastor, even though everyone should suspect the pastor. <laughs> you would think. Like, that should be rule of thumb number one. <laughs> yeah. Don't trust that guy. Right. Anybody who is telling you that you need to kick up 10% of your income to be closer to God and just give it to me, I'll hold it for him. You're a fucking moron. Don't give it to him. They're conning you. That's all I'm going to say about that. All right. But yeah, Michael Olumbi. All right, well, let's 34 talk about, years. Let's talk about uh, my creep, or in this case, my creeps. There are actually two guys. Their names are David and Morris. They live in New York City. I don't like those names. David, two guys named David and Morris. David and Morris live in New York City. And they, a few weeks ago, decided to go down to the subway in New York and play a little prank on people. And I have a clip from the newscast that kind of sets this up. Fear is real here, and it inspired a bizarre subway incident. Two pranksters in biohazard suits carrying a container with liquid inside, leading their fellow passengers, their strap hangers there, to assume it was the coronavirus, which they accidentally spilled. <laughs> so what these kids did, they have a video set up, they're filming this for YouTube, and they got their biohazard hazmat suits on, they got this big container with like this red liquid in it and they're kind of like sloppily like carrying it around uh oh, i got my coronavirus punch <laughs> <laughs> this is uh this is more on this prank yeah and i spoke to them and they kept telling me it's just a prank it's just a prank but as you hear as you'll hear rather mta officials say it is not funny it's kind of funny. It's very funny. This isn't even creepy. Like you, how is this creepy? You'd hang out with these guys, you dumbass. I've actually reached out to them. I want to get them on the show. Why don't you just give me the point this week? This Why don't you just give me the point? Hold on. We haven't gotten through all of this yet. This is the actual video footage. Now picture the fact that they're on the subway with this container, and then the one guy tries to stand up and just drops it, and it spills everywhere, and it's a crowded car. Watch as these two guys in hazmat suits sit with a bucket of red liquid on the L train. The guys then get up, spilling the bucket on the floor, sending some riders running. I just want to like make light of this situation. So they get the guys to actually talk on this newscast. Okay. And they're, they're trying to defend themselves. So this is them talking about why they did it. It was for entertaining purposes. It was never to cause everyone to be scared and everything. All right, so these assholes decided to pretend they had active coronavirus in a container, spilled it all over the place, and they're like, it was a joke! Why are people laughing at this? It's hilarious! Well, It's one of those things where you get caught, and then there's actual consequences. If and thinking then... that is funny makes you a creep, <laughs> I'm a creep. Sign me up. That's hysterical to me. Dude, that's ridiculous. They're on a crowded subway car when everyone is on edge. No wonder people call you a boomer. You get so uptight. It's hysterical, dude. <laughs> it is hysterical. Well, you know who doesn't think it's funny? That would be the uh, Metro Transportation Authority. I'm MTA sure. MTA leadership is not laughing. Given the environment, uh, putting on hazmat suits and getting on the subways or, frankly, walking the streets in New York uh, is an irresponsible thing to do. Uh, it ain't funny. People shouldn't do it. All right, so these kids are creeps because they're trying to scare the shit out of people who think they're going to die because of this uh, Kool-Aid that they're carrying around. And I wanted to ask you, because last week I did Charlie Sheen, who is probably the biggest creep of all time. Wrong. And, and I lost. I got like 30% of the vote for it. So 
what constitutes a creep? You don't know this before I, you got into this? <laughs> we were on episode three, and I just realized I have no idea. Because I was doing some research on who I thought would be the creep this week. Yeah. And I, and I read this article about a guy who beat up a pregnant woman because he thought she had coronavirus. Which doesn't make sense on any level. Like, someone has coronavirus, you're going to beat him up? She's a pregnant woman who, who was five. Maybe that should have been your creep, that you would have had a chance. Well, that's what See, I'm, here's the thing. So that's what I'm wondering. Is that a creepy thing to do? Like, that's just a criminal. That's just a, that's you just beating up a pregnant woman. Well, I believe to be a real creep, yeah. you have to make people be uncomfortable to be around you. Oh, well, then I win. Naturally. I naturally. win then. These guys made everyone uncomfortable. They spilled coronavirus on a subway I got car. a Nigerian pastor who's bathing kids in his bedroom and then killing their... Oh, well, Offspring. Look, and if we're going to talk about child rape, we could do that every week. I mean, that's going to be the winner. I mean, yeah, man. It's pretty fucking creepy. Creep off. So well, what constitutes thing. a creep? Tell I me. I think that you have to naturally be skeeved out by them. Like, if they, their very presence should make you uncomfortable. Okay. I think that's a pretty good rule for a creep. Like, if you think to yourself, who would I rather be in a room with? Would I rather be in a room with the impractical jokers or the guy who beat up the pregnant woman who we thought he had coronavirus? You'd much rather be in the room with the impractical jokers. Well, wait a second. I don't like what you're doing right now because you're trying to sell your creep. I didn't as mention my creep. I just mentioned your two because Hold you don't on. understand the rules. Hold on. If you love grandma, you have to vote for me this week because these guys are toying with Fuck grandma. this disease that's going to kill grandma. And they're joking about it. What creeps? What a bunch of fucking creeps Oh, you're creeps trying so are. hard. I got I wish the... I was special, but I'm a creep. All right. My guy called himself a prophet. What an asshole! Correct. Fair he enough. called himself a prophet, and he went around victimizing families for over 20 years while running a church. Which right, means your, he's time taking money. your time is over. Your time is over. You got my, it. Listen, I'm at my final argument here. This is my <laughs> final argument. Uh, he was getting 10% from these people to rape their kids. I might I might go on the website and vote for you this week. <laughs> you probably honest. should. Oh, man, you're going to get murdered this week. I love it. I Oh, speaking of getting murdered, let's get into that because you got crushed by people. Because of the audio quality of last week's show. It's Dan Viola's fault. Yeah. The best part about it is the fact that you set up in the first week that you had all this fancy equipment. We're in a real studio. Hey, girl, you ever see a real microphone before? <laughs> Look at me. I'm a big shot podcaster. You're so butthurt right and now. Then You're so butthurt right now. And then episode you know two it. sounds like fucking hot garbage. You're butthurt. All right. The other funny thing is that we I have a couple of voicemails here. Okay, good. But they didn't call this show. They called Who Are These Podcasts? Yes, our uh, I, I guess our stepsister show. I don't know. <laughs> they left voicemails for this show on the other show. So let me say this. If you yeah. would like to leave a voicemail for this show, we do have a voicemail number. And it is 585, sorry, 371-8108 is the number. 585 Three seven one eight one zero eight. Leave us a voicemail. And you can find that on our website. Correct. Thecreepoff.com. That is correct. So, Carl, I, I, I decide to, you know, let bygones be bygones, you know, forget about the fact that you cut the dick off the voicemail segment. Um, I go and listen to your, your other show, you know, The Creep Off. I listened to episode one. It was pretty good. I enjoyed it. You know, got some beagles out of it. Whatever. Listen to the second episode. What the fuck is going on in the background, dude? <laughs> Jesus. I, 
I mean, I get it. Your audio is usually bad. But, like, episode one of Creep Off, what are you guys talking about? Oh, we got a studio. We got all this shit. Then he was fucking hyping it up and shit. And I just hear people fucking cheering and fucking speaking on some sort of fucking convention in the background. What's going on, dude? So You're ruining the fucking <laughs> quarantine, man. Can't fucking take it. Nice job, Benny. Thank you. Thank you. So listen, I apologize. My studio happens to be right next door to our uh, second showroom here at Comedy at the Carlson. Our studio. Our show. I, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, this one is ours. Yes, correct. But the studio is right next to this room, and we decided to record on a Friday or on a Saturday night as opposed to doing it Sunday, and didn't realize that the show would be so loud going on in the room well, that, next door. That was way back when you were allowed to go out to a comedy show and yes. sit next to people and watch a performer perform. Those were the good old days, I don't know if you Carl. remember that. Here's another voicemail that came over talking about the creep off. This one is ridiculous. This is going to annoy the shit out of you. Carl, I've uh, been listening to Creep Off. It's pretty fine. I'm uh, entertained so far. Uh, the website, though, thecreepoff.com. You all keep saying, visit thecreepoff.com. And so it sounds like visit thecreepoff.com. And not that the URL is thecreepoff.com. Do you get my confusion? It no. took me like 30 seconds to figure this out. Um, you know, I just need to speak more clearly or something to redirect the URL to something that doesn't include the word V, maybe, or say thecreepoff.com, maybe. Uh, I got a lot of other ideas on how you can make that easier to understand, but none of them are important or necessarily good. You can visit so, my other uh, website, keep it up gofuckoff.com. Go, uh, go fuck yourself. Is that the dumbest advice you've ever received? You guys should be saying, go to the thecreepoff.com. People will be able to figure that out, no problem. Right, the the creep off. Yeah, the the creep off dot com. Yeah, the no la problem. creep off. <laughs> yeah, why not just buy all of those domains just for every dummy who types in way too many thes or not enough thes? We'll just we'll own them all. We do cater to our audience. Uh, by the way, all of you who are uh, enjoying the Twitter, thank you for that. Make sure you uh, tweet if you have a suggestion for a creep, send them to us. If you have ideas for uh, the Wheel of Consequences, which we'll get to that in a minute, uh, send them to at the creep off pod. You control our Twitter account. You control all of our digital accounts. Yeah. And you're telling people to send in suggestions. That seems like you have an unfair advantage. And I'm just saying You that... want the password? I'll give you the password. No, I don't want to make it fair. I'm just saying that people should vote for Carl because Vinny has an unfair advantage. I posted your creep. I posted my creep. Yeah. yeah Stop. Yeah. Listen, you picked a bad <laughs> creep this week. You picked a bad creep. That's on you. Oh, no. This week Stop I'm gonna, getting mad at me. This week I'm going to win because David Morris went through a, a lot of work. How did you not pick the guy who beat up a pregnant woman because she, thought, <laughs> she that, thought she had a virus? Is that a creep, though? That's what yes. I'm asking. Okay. Yes. Right. It sounds like just like a violent offender. But I'm I, a mushmouth idiot, and I still am going to beat you handily, you <laughs> All fool. Right. All right. Fair enough. So this is the part of the show where we talk about uh, a bunch of scums. And they are part of our profound and um, famous Scum Parade. The Scum Parade! These are my peeps. The Scum Parade! It's nothing but creeps. The Scum Parade! I'm Carl and Vinny Show! 
Is that the band I hear striking up as we march down Main Street in this week's edition of the Scum Parade? Carl, we're going to start in Chicago. All right. Nancy Sweeney, a fourth grade teacher at Franklin Elementary, was charged with felony counts of a hate crime and aggravated battery of a person over 60. Yeah. The 45-year-old teacher is facing a felony hate crime charge for beating an 87-year-old woman of German descent last last month in North (laughs) Suburban Niles with her purse. The victim told police that Sweetie hit her with her purse at about 7.45 p.m. after Sweetie saw the woman exercising in the indoor parking garage of the building where they both lived. Police said Sweeney allegedly called the woman a fucking Nazi <laughs> yes. before leaving. The 87-year-old was cut and bruised on her body but declined to be hospitalized. So Sweeney was interviewed after the incident, and I have audio of that. Oh, what'd she say? Yeah, this is what she said. Nothing is over! Nothing! You just don't turn it off. It wasn't my war. You asked me, I didn't ask you. This woman is still fighting Nazis. She was beating up an 87-year-old woman because she's a Nazi. Like, that war is over. We won. It's she, done. She, she was like Brad Pitt at the end of Inglorious Bastards. If she had a knife, that lady would have had a swastika carved in her forehead. Did she not get the memo that WW2 is over? We got it. It's over. Our boys are home, honey. You can relax. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate her doing her part, even though my name is Carl and it's spelled with a K. I appreciate beating up a Nazi or two, but hey, we're, we're past that now. Oh, uh, got get a, it. Can I get a true crime? True crime? All right, we're going to Michigan. <laughs> Do I have a drop or something? What's a true crime? I don't know. I just, it's like a hallelujah. Instead of, <laughs> there you go. All right. I think I think instead of saying hallelujah, we go true crime. This is my favorite true crime show, by the way. By a mile. I've never listened to any other ones. That is correct. There are no other ones. We're number one on Potomatic.com's true crime chart. It's, it's true. It is true. We're number one on Potomatic.com. You can look it up. Fuck you if you don't believe me. I don't care. So stupid. The dumbest fucking statistic <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. Michigan, an unnamed peeping Tom has been arrested and accused of having multiple hidden cameras installed at a tanning salon. The cameras were discovered Friday night at Chili Peppers Tanning Salon after a patron noticed something suspicious in one of the salon's 10 rooms. Detectives searched the salon and wound up finding a total of three cameras mounted in the walls of three different tanning rooms. The sheriff says, it turns out that the guy removed a speaker cover. That's how he was able to gain access to the wiring and then put his little pinhole cameras in there. These cameras specifically taped tapped into the Wi-Fi at the location and then sent a signal out, most likely out to the parking lot where it was covered out there to a laptop computer. Uh, the man whose name has not been released is expected to be arraigned on criminal charges on Monday. Look, if you're going to go to a tanning salon, if you don't think the owner's a pervert, what do you think is going on there? He cleans them with his tongue. Who would open a tanning salon? This is not like a business person that we're talking Ex-pro about. Ex-pro wrestlers. <laughs> it's, it's perverts. Right. Uh, expect to be filmed naked. Expect it. If you're not, that's amazing. If you're trying on clothes it's at the miracle. mall, there is no such thing as privacy anymore, no, people. definitely not. Uh, well, one more little part here. When the sheriff was asked who the person was, they were not releasing his name, but the sheriff did say, a known creep. Okay, well. So stay tuned. We'll find out more on that one. Perfect. Headed down to Melbourne, Florida, meet Colin Geib, 23. He was drunk, didn't have a way to get home, and couldn't provide his address. So our victim in this scenario, a self-described friend of a friend, took him back to his place so he could have a safe place to sleep. The victim allowed Gabe to sleep in a guest room, and the victim went to his own bedroom for the night. 
Sunday morning, the victim heard noises from the house and found Geb peeing everywhere in the room, according to his affidavit. Police said the victim repeatedly asked him to leave, but Gabe refused. He wouldn't and instead became upset and turned able to wrestle him out the front door and call the police. All right, so they're labeling this guy a good Samaritan for bringing a... I'm labeling him as a fucking dummy. Yes, he's, he brought home a blackout drunk person to his house. And then he did the thing that you're not supposed to do, wake up a sleepwalker. This guy is out of it, pissing all over the floor. When you see that, you slowly close the door and you go back to bed. You do not engage with that person. It's a pretty good rule of thumb, but when you're like, my house, my plants, my, It's over. It doesn't matter. Mug. It doesn't matter. That, that, that room, done. You'll never see it again. It's fine. Oh, Close yeah, you got to move after just... that. You got to move after that. By the way, I'm looking at you through, we have a video screen in between us. Yeah. And all I see is Nicole Byers' poster behind you, and it's very disturbing. Yeah, Dick Masterson knows she's a can, creep. Can we please move that poster? Nope. Ugh. I'll keep it right there to bother you. It's surprising because you're blocking most of everything behind you, but not that. <laughs> just, she, her face is peering over me. I'll take a picture of it for the... Uh... I'll take a picture of it for the Twitter that I control. Fuck you. Perfect. All right, as we're going down the creep parade, we have one final. We are going to stop in Provo, Utah. Okay. Utah, Carl. Uh, a woman named Jessica Cambry is being investigated for two counts of child abuse, intoxication, and domestic violence. The 36-year-old launched a drunk-fueled attack, according to an arrest report, after becoming upset with her children's school closing due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Yeah. That's right. The school closed. So she began choking her husband, kicking one of the children, twisted the arm of another who tried to come to her father's aid, the children told police. She was upset about the school's closure and having to spend time with her family. You know, after reading this story, I actually subscribed to her Twitch stream. I'm finally something interesting on Twitch. She has a Twitch stream? Oh, I'm a dummy. I'm so stupid. I'm taking a picture of Nicole you right Vine, now. There she is. Yeah. Nicole Vine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Which way is she? There so she is. So people will see what, what I'm talking Vine's about over here. here. There she is. Yeah, because all these people are doing nothing in their homes and streaming it online for everyone to watch. The woman who's beating the shit out of her family, that's a show I'm watching. I might get the super chat on that one. Sign me up. She have a Patreon? I'm in. I'm in. All right, that is this week's Scum Parade. All right, Carl, are you ready for this? We are about to induct for the very first time. A ma- for a person into the Creep Hall of Fame. Okay. I take this very seriously, Carl. Fair enough. Don't you? It's because if we're going to enshrine someone forever in a prestigious Hall of Fame like the Creep Off Hall of Fame. I will tell you that we live in New York State, which is home of the Toy Hall of Fame, as well as the Women's Hall of Fame. And now? So it only makes sense. I didn't even mention baseball. It only makes sense that we would also have the Scum Hall of Fame. Well... That's right, the Creep Off Hall of Fame. <laughs> creep Off Hall of Fame. And our first, our first member being enshrined, Yeah. Malcolm Brenner. Malcolm Brenner? Why? What's this guy off to? Well, he's an author. Did you, I mean, not all authors are scum, but most of them are. <laughs> yeah. He wrote a book entitled Wet Goddess. Mm-hmm. And it was about his experience with a dolphin, who he claims to have had a relationship with when he was a student. Now, uh, I have a relationship with the dolphins, but they're from Miami, and I love them very much. But this man is a self-confessed zoophile who claims he had an affair with a dolphin called Dolly. After, quote, she seduced him. Yes. That's right, she seduced him. And this is going back to the 70s when they had the relationship together. 
Now, 68-year-old Malcolm was still a student when he embarked on the relationship with the bottlenose dolphin in the 1970s. Yeah. He's written the novel Wet Goddess, which tells the story of a young man whose sexual relationship with the dolphin uh, while he was working at a theme park. Malcolm has admitted the book is autobiographical and based on his own experiences. He said, I wrote this book for dolphins because we are mistreating these animals by keeping them in captivity. Not by fucking them. We're doing them a favor, apparently. You know, as a citizen of Earth, I'm actually against bestiality, but as a Buffalo Bills fan, I do often say, fuck the dolphins. Aren't you funny? Aren't you funny? Fuck the dolphins. I'm, I'm actually for Malcolm Brenner. Fuck him in the 70s. Fuck him in the 80s. Fuck him in the 90s. So he was a photographer, and he was allowed to take pictures in the pool at the former theme park in Sarasota, Florida, where he lived. Yeah. The student was allowed to swim with the dolphins and soon formed a close bond with Dolly. He said, I was given free access to the dolphins, and I became a friend with her by going swimming with her. She was very special. Malcolm claims Dolly announced her attentions towards him by positioning herself so he was rubbing against her. He added, at first I discouraged her. I wasn't interested. After some time I thought, if this was a woman, would she come up to me with these, would, would I come up with all these rationalizations and excuses? She's all over me, is what he's thinking, Carl. Yeah. Ugh. Malcolm says Dolly became more and more aggressive in her pursuit of him. He said, I found that extraordinarily erotic. It's like being with a tiger or a bear. No dipshit, it's a dolphin. This is an animal that could kill you in two seconds if it wanted. Well, I wish that it would have. <laughs> that would have been a much better ending to this story. Now, but it's interesting. Then one though, night, one night, Carl, yeah. one romantic night, after the theme park had closed, Malcolm says he and Dolly eluded the male dolphin so they could spend more time alone and eventually had sex for the first time. Oh, God. He explained there's something quite transcend transcendental about making love with the dolphin. Malcolm has always stressed that there was nothing abusive about his relationship with Dolly and that the dolphins basically have free will. He added, what is repulsive about a relationship where both parties feel and express love for each other? What is repulsive about it? They love each other. You know, people often talk about mermaids. They, you know, would you with a mermaid? And a mermaid at least is a half of a chick and it's got the, the tits and everything like that. But it's still the most disgusting thing I could possibly. This music is so distracting. Can we please stop? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Hello, Dolly. <laughs> I can't hear myself think. This guy took that mermaid infatuation and decided, like, I don't even care if half of it is a person. I'll Under just the sea. It. Under the sea. That's insane. Uh, he, he said, I know what I'm talking about here because after we made love, the dolphin put her snout on my shoulder, embraced me with her flippers, and we stared into each other's eyes for about a minute. And then the dolphin rolled over and went to sleep, I yeah, guess. I, I don't know. I reviewed a podcast that was a zoo file show, and I didn't even know about this this world but these people think that they love animals more than you and i do and that this is an important relationship that they're having they're sick sick people who should be put down well this does have a sad ending oh okay good <laughs> but nine <laughs> months after malcolm began his relationship with dolly the park closed and she was moved elsewhere oh she dumped him yeah she dumped him. <laughs> he's like all right buddy wouldn't it be fucked up if like they said this dolphin to SeaWorld and then like they just get him in and then like two days later there's some weird human dolphin hybrid just floating in the tank that with would... a bunch of afterbirth just <laughs> yes alright I don't think that's how that works Vinny mm. this is not a science show by the way boys and girls <laughs> it's true crime true crime true crime we, we do not even claim to be a science show although 
if we did do a science show, it would be number one on Potomatic. It would be number one Guaranteed. overall in science and whatever the fuck else they make up. All right, let's wrap this thing up. Please. Vinny, I want to implore everybody to go to the thecreepoff.com and vote for... Not the creepoff. <laughs> and vote for David and Morris, who dressed up in hazmat suits and dropped coronavirus all over the subway. That's a fucking creepy thing to do. I would like to suggest yeah. that maybe you go to thecreepoff.com yeah. and you vote for Prophet, the prophet, Michael Alormby, who not only brought the will of God to people, he helped them get better grades through fucking underage children and bathing them and then aborting their offspring. What don't you fucking understand? All right. I guess that's Creepoff. Fuck us. Bye. That sounds oh. good. Hey, Carl. Yeah, what's up? It's nice to be important. It's more important to be nice. Yeah. It's the creep off. Bye, y'all.